Welcome to Insanely Positive. Your oasis of joy when the world seems gray and full of grumpy faces. I'm Suzanne Freiherz. Thank you for joining me. I'll feed you buckets of joy to bring out your best self so you can live your best life. Hello, it is so great to have you here again. We will continue where we stopped last time and talk about four strategies that help us to deal with the stuff that doesn't go according to plan. And we will find out how to transform everything that we can change and get the most positive outcome possible. Last time I shared three strategies with examples how I use them in my private life. So just to remind you, I suggested to use logic, empathy and humor. Today we'll talk some more about these strategies and how I use them in my job and I will reveal da -da -da -da, the fourth strategy. If you've been listening to the past episodes, you already know that I'm teaching Yuna and I do seminars and classes and workshops and I train teachers. So I've been working with humans all of my life. And one thing that I share and teach is how to deal with difficult situations in a calm and positive way. Before going into detail, allow me to point out that dealing with difficulties in a positive and constructive way is a matter of practice, like everything else in life too. Sometimes it goes okay, sometimes it goes really well, and every now and then it doesn't go so well. This is life and it's fine. All we need to do is keep practicing, keep doing our best. The best we can do is always enough. And also I have found that being more relaxed about the outcome of our effort, being more forgiving and not being so hard on ourselves all the time really helps in the process to bring positive change to single situations and to our whole life. Let me give you an example. When you think of it in other areas of your life, you're not so hard on yourself either. Say you bake a cake and usually it works out great. But every now and then, for whatever reason, it is super dry or it's too soft or something else. And you don't make a big drama of it and blame yourself for weeks. So bring some of that relaxedness into your practice of inequalities. And you will see you'll stay motivated to work on yourself. Every one of us is doing the best we can. And that is always enough. And when things don't turn out great... You know what the good news is? The next chance to practice is just around the corner. 
So when I teach Yuna classes or workshops that include movement, there is always a calm phase in the beginning. I give my groups different techniques to calm their mind and be fully present and enjoy the fact that they are now having some valuable me time and to make sure that they feel welcome as they are. And during this time period, it happens sometimes that everybody's relaxed and I can see the stress and the, the pressure melt away from their faces and all oh, the atmosphere just vibrates with calm and peace and then bam, somebody bursts into the room, somebody is late, completely stressed out about it and the calm in the room is gone. I do have some techniques to avoid that. But depending on the room layout, I sometimes don't hear them coming and I can't prevent it. So in case that happens, we ask our strategies to help us deal with this. And I suggest empathy first. By simply becoming aware what it feels like to be late. We feel what it is like to stand there in front of the group with some people even staring at us. <laughs> Being late is not a great experience. And the people who arrive late, they would just love for the ground to open up and swallow them so they can crawl to a place in the back of the room underneath the floor. <laughs> And as a group leader, I have the responsibility to make sure all my clients are happy and know that they are welcome. So what I do is I want to make sure that they don't feel bad about arriving late. Because being late can just happen to any one of us and it really is no drama. Let me just give you an example that being late is not a fixed thing. It actually is something very flexible and it means something else in different cultures. For example, I grew up in Austria where let's say we agree we meet at two o'clock. It would mean that we show up either 10 minutes early or two o'clock sharp at the latest. That's what being on time means in Austria. When we look at areas of Southern Europe, it's a bit different. We agree we meet at two o'clock and we would show up about 10 or 20 minutes later than agreed. And that's being on time there and nobody is stressed out when we're 10 minutes later than two o'clock. And in India, they even told me that when they agree to meet at two o'clock, what happens is everyone leaves their home at two o'clock. And then depending on how long it takes to go from home to the meeting point, that's when they will be there. I can hear some heads explode right now. <laughs> now, isn't that fascinating? Being on time can have 
a very different meaning in different areas of our amazing planet. And I think it just helps to remember that there is always another point of view on the same thing. And it's not like one viewpoint is right or wrong. It's all just different settings, amazing cultures, meeting, ways of living, coming together, making our world so exciting and so beautiful. And I think we just want to keep in mind that we humans are this amazing bunch of fascinating life forms. And being so different, having different cultures, different viewpoints, is what makes mankind so beautiful. This amazing mix of, of unique humans coming together. So... We just want to keep in mind when somebody is late, they don't do this to annoy everybody else. So why make it more difficult for them? So how I deal with the situation, first of all, I smile at the person who is late. I wave at him or her and just make sure to be very clear that I am happy that she or he is here. Also, if the setting permits, I walk towards them and I tell them with my words, I'm happy that you are here. That already changes the atmosphere in the room when my group sees that I deal with this in a positive and relaxed way. It helps many of the group just to relax and stay positive as well. What I usually also do is I invite my group to be happy together that another amazing human has joined us. <laughs> the presence of every human being is highly valuable and important because the more humans come together and practice to be kind with themselves and others, the more profoundly we can change this world together. We are more powerful together. And as an extra bonus, <laughs> we all have the chance to practice being calm again. We just practice it a second time. And that's great because the more often we practice something, the better we become. And the easier it is to stay calm in our everyday lives as well. So, yay! <laughs> we get another chance to do the practice one more time. Woohoo! And with looking at the situation like this, with this empathy, the atmosphere in the whole room changes very quickly and completely. And what happens then is that someone waves at the person who is late and invites him or her to sit next to them and they smile at them and make some space for them. And honestly, that's always one of my favorite moments to witness. This is such a gift and I'm deeply touched each time when people who have never met before support each other like this and create space for each other and smile at each other and just make each other comfortable. And you should see the face of the person who was late, how he or she just starts to glow and is so released and just feels welcome. 
And if, if no one would offer to make space, I would create space. But I never have to. It's all done without my help. Usually, it's even more than one person offering a space next to him or her. And I think this is true mind-blowing kindness. And I'm telling you, I have goosebumps even now standing here when I talk about that. And I feel so lucky to work with humans like this. So that's one challenge. But of course, there are a lot of challenge when we work with each other. Another thing that has happened during workshops or classes is that some sort of disturbance or noise comes up from the adjacent room or the street. And I'm sure that every one of you listening now who teaches fitness or mindfulness classes can relate. <laughs> This is challenging for a group leader in whatever business you work. Because as a group leader, it's your responsibility to stay calm and control the situation. And then, so you have to deal with yourself, but then also you have to help your group to stay focused on your work together, to stay positive and calm and relaxed as well. And I have some examples for you that I hope will be very helpful for you. So um, one time, a couple of kids were playing right in front of the windows of the seminar room where I was teaching. And they were playing ball, they were running, they were laughing, shouting, having fun. They were being kids. And another time... I had a big event in a gymnasium with a couple of hundred people and next to us, wall to wall, they started a basketball match. <laughs> so both times I used and shared the same strategies to calmly deal with the noise and to transform the situation into something positive and useful for all of us. Allow me to walk you through. First of all, logic will help us. So let's see, what can I change? What can't I change? So in case of the kids playing right in front of our windows, I will not ask them to shut up because the courtyard belonged to a handful of buildings and everybody had the right to use it. So that's something we can't change. Let's have a look at the basketball game next door. I can't march over there and tell them to stop the game right now and send everybody home. So that's something we can't change either. So what can we change? Well, we can change our own expectation. And as group leaders, we then need to help the group to respond in a positive way. And the strategy that helps here a lot is empathy. Let's have a look at the kids playing ball. I invite my group to be happy that we live in an area where kids can safely play outside. 
I invite them to be happy that we are lucky to live in an area where the air is clean so kids can run and breathe deeply. And then I invite the group just to listen to their laughter and let this laughter do what it does best. <sighs> Laughing is contagious. And then we just allow the joy to fill us. And also another very powerful and positive thing is that we can remember how great it was to be a kid. No obligations, no responsibilities, no schedule, no pressure, no stress. We just lived each day fully and completely. We were busy with playing, exploring, being amazed about every little detail and then we played some more. <laughs> and this awareness just triggers a joy and lightness. And I invite my group to focus on these feelings and bathe in them. And together we can be grateful that the kids gave us this gift. And that's how we completely transform the situation. What first was perceived as disturbance turned into a gift. And honestly, I strongly believe that noise from kids playing should never be anything else than a source of joy. Because I want to live in a world where we don't perceive each other as disturbance or disruption, but as gifts. And I do everything I can to create this world. Now, let's have a look at empathy and the basketball game. I also used empathy and invited my group to join in and, and to feel the joy of the game next doors. We can be so happy that there are players doing sports. They do something to stay healthy and fit and they work as a team. That's wonderful. We can be so happy about the fact that people are applauding and cheering and that each time the ball hits the ground and makes a noise. It helps us to stay present because we all know when we have a moment of silence and we try to calm our mind, it's so easy to wander off and be somewhere else. <laughs> so I invited everyone with every cheer, applause and the noise of the ball just to think, yay, thank you for holding my attention in the here and now. Woo! And <laughs> you know what? It worked out great. It was a very special afternoon and we had a ton of fun. Afterwards, I got great feedback. Many participants told me that when the game started, they thought, okay, that's it. We can all go home now. We can't continue our class here. But then 
They were so happy to see how everyone adjusted and together we transformed the whole situation. And they told me that my suggestions were super helpful and that they will take these strategies into their everyday lives. And I think we created something in this class that was even better than planned. And in the following example, I will talk about the fourth strategy. And I think it shows once more that we can transform everything into something useful and positive and sometimes even better than planned when we know how to deal with challenges. So the last example I would like to share today, um, I was guiding a training and the whole training was challenging because I got sick on day one. I came directly from summer in New Zealand and in Europe it was still basically winter. So I got the flu and I drank a lot of tea, took medication and I just basically tried to make it through and give all my energy to my group. And I, I taught with a beanie and sunglasses and I was freezing all the time. I could barely open my eyes, but everything worked out really good. I had a fantastic group and we came to the end of the training and I was going through some important points to be aware of while my group took notes and asked questions. And we were in the middle of that process and suddenly directly in the shop next to us, wall to wall, they started to work with a chisel. And as you know, that's loud. <laughs> and the sound of the word itself is nothing like what a chisel really sounds like. So to my Austrian ears, <laughs> the word chisel sounds like a perfect name for a cute, happy squirrel. <laughs> anyway, there I was, <laughs> freezing, had the sniffles, coughs, cold sores. I was a feast for the eyes, I can tell you. <laughs> but nothing had stopped me from doing my job. And I, I managed to be there for my group 100%. And then that what did I do? The first strategy I applied was humor. Because I was thinking of Truman. I talked about that example in the last episode. And I heard in my head, I heard Jim Carrey's voice. What now? We talked about this scene from the movie in detail in the previous episode. And that just made me smile and helped me relax. So humor kind of gave me first aid. <laughs> then I thought about it logically. I cannot march over there and ask the workers to stop their work because I needed to work. <laughs> so their work and my work is equally important. So we have to get along somehow. After that, 
I activated empathy and I thought how great it is that the workers have a job and they can pay their bills and raise kids. And I thought about that the shop next door will soon be new and more beautiful and that's all things to be happy about. And that further helps to relax. So, so far, humor, logic and empathy. And they helped me to be clear and relaxed. And here comes the fourth strategy. And that is something I do all the time in every situation. And that is trust. I have complete trust in life. I completely trust that everything shows up at the right time in my life and that everything makes sense even when my small human brain cannot understand immediately. So I just relaxed and trusted that this somehow makes sense. I knew that I couldn't speak louder than the chisel so I used the pauses between the, the noise to speak. And then when the chisel started again, I stopped speaking and my group had time to take notes. And it was fascinating that that worked out really, really well. And we kind of had a nice rhythm going. <laughs> I had no idea, of course, how long this chiseling would be going on. I just did what I could in this moment. And I also couldn't understand why this shows up on top of every other challenge that I already had health-wise. But I trusted that this shows up for a reason. And then I focused on this trust and all the positive aspects of the situation what I mentioned before with the workers, but there is lots more in every situation. There is a lot of positive um, when we just look at it closer. So what I also thought about was the fact that the flu had spared my voice, that I was healthy enough to show up for the training and that I had such a great supportive group. And I was also very grateful that the chiseling had started when we began this phase of the day where it was okay to not speak because they were taking notes anyway. So the timing actually was quite perfect. And you know what? <laughs> it stopped at the perfect time. After this training day, one of my participants came to me and she told me that when she first heard the chisel, she was quite annoyed. And then she looked at me and she said, when she saw me sitting there completely calm, it calmed her down as well. And she said that she learned more from my reaction, how I dealt with the situation, that I could have ever communicated with words. And that was really wonderful and it made me feel great. And it also strengthened my belief that I can trust life because everything shows up for a reason. Because obviously this was something we needed to experience together to benefit from it and learn something for life. 
so that is the fourth thing that always helps me through days when things just don't go as planned. And that is trust. And it keeps happening to me that everything that shows up, if not on the same day, makes sense later and brings something good into my life. So maybe this is something you can take with you. Life takes care of us. I think when we trust life, we can relax into what we can't change and focus our energy on finding the best possible option to deal with the challenge and to just create the most positive outcome possible. So please, please practice the strategies, logic to help you see what can you or can't you change. Trust life and use empathy and humor to transform what you can change and get the best possible result. And sometimes you'll get something even better than planned. And there is a brilliant quote in the movie Truman, Truman Show. <laughs> and there they say, we accept the reality of the world with which we are presented. It's as simple as that. What is here is real and we have to put up with it, right? But we don't have to. We can change the world because our own brain constructs the world, our reality. And when we adapt new patterns to think and to react, our brain physically changes. And when that happens, our world changes and is different than before. So our life changes because we've changed. And building on that, do something unpredictable every now and then. Break free from habit. Change your perspective. Empathize with other beings and have some humor with yourself and life and smile. And when everyone around you is giving you weird looks, do it like Truman and scream, somebody help me. I'm being spontaneous. Woo! Thank you so much. May logic, empathy, humor, and trust be with you. I cannot wait to meet again next time. Until then, have a look on yuna.com, my website, yuna.com. You can find the link in the show notes. Um, today, I can really recommend checking out my class pack. It's called clear mind and powerful heart. I'm guiding you through two 60-minute classes. One is a workout and the other one consists of long, gentle stretches that focus on releasing tension in deep tissues. And while you are enjoying a physical training, a stretch, you train your mind to stay calm and clear and face a challenge with a clear mind. And that's a great way to prepare yourself for daily challenges 
and to stay fit at the same time. <laughs> I think when we take some valuable me time, it makes sense to take care of all that we are, body, mind and heart, and train and harmonize everything at once as a union. Because to feel well, we need to nurture our whole being. So this is clear mind and powerful heart. If you have a question about that, don't hesitate to get in touch with me. You can find me on Instagram under my name, Suzanne Freyerts, and I'd be happy to hear from you. You can also always let me know what you want me to talk about here next time, sometime in the future, and tell me a story how you create positive change in your life with this show. So I would love to hear from you. Also, if you want to be certain to have an email in your mailbox that's loaded with positivity, please subscribe to my newsletter and you can also subscribe to this show to get notified as soon as a new episode is online. This show is also available in German, Deutsch, Like I said, I'm from Austria, as you can clearly hear. So I always do the show twice, German and English. And now I am sending you all a very, very big smile. Thank you so much for letting me be part of your life. Have a safe trip, everyone who is listening in the car or some kind of public transport. Bon appétit if you're currently enjoying your breakfast or your lunch or your dinner. And remember, it's important to chew your food properly. <laughs> and if you're doing something else, let me know so I can think of you next time. Wherever you are, whatever you do, remember to let positivity pervade your beautiful heart and your thoughts and your words and your actions and all that you are. And create joy and bliss. Shed the negative. The new normal is insanely positive Woo!